0: let leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors, Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Two Pilots Distillery, Noble's Networking, Project K9 Hero. Mega Knife Co on Instagram, Grid Iron Coffee. Please go check out my folks at Creative Vets up in Nashville. They're not a sponsor for the show, but it's an organization that we love and uh, we hold near and dear to our hearts. Also, go look up my guy, Bruce Thompson, it's this week to vote. Uh, he's running for labor commissioner here in Georgia. He is a big fan of the show and has helped us out so much. Please go vote for him and our distribution and our management company, Red Circle. So, over the past year, Or so, since I started posting uh, videos at the beginning of every month saying, hey, guys, I don't follow a lot of people on social media. Um, Who do y'all want on the show? The lady I'm about to introduce y'all to is someone that y'all have literally tagged the hell out of. And she finally paid me a little bit of attention because I found out we have some mutual friends. Uh, Miss Ophelia, how are you doing, darling?
1: I am good. I'm happy to be here. And it's, it's really, really nice to meet you. I heard some good things about you.
0: I'm scared that you heard good things about me because uh, our mutual friends, I saw who you were hanging out with in Nashville. Yes. And, and Lord help you, darling, because I was with them not too long ago. And I've never been so scared of white women in my life.
1: Oh, how- they had me on a three-day binge. Okay, it, I'm forty. I ain't been on a three day bench since I was like twenty-two. I it, it took me all of last week to get some rest just to get back to normal.
0: We're not gonna skip past that. Did you say you're forty?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be forty-one in September. Yeah, I'll be forty one in September.
0: September the what? Second. Oh, I'm the tenth. So I knew I knew. I knew me and you get along. That's uh, my
1: husband's birthday. September oh, 10th, my well, husband's birthday.
0: Hell yeah. Um No, I wasn't too long ago. Uh, I met Kristen. She did the show a couple of times. Then M. she did the show. uh, I know she's done it once. Little therapist lady. And uh, I thank the world of her. And uh, she's such a sweetheart. But Kristen, like, literally, when she was around us the first time I was around her, I was like, I just don't know if I can just meet random people off of TikTok and drink with them anymore. All right she was wild i like the hell out of her now she's such a sweet person but i was it, just like what the fuck
1: she was everything that i thought you know i come across kristen i don't know i want to say well i knew that she was friends with you know our friend rissa um but about six months ago i don't really get a lot of like mean comments or people giving me any kind of issues on, on, on my large tiktok account um, and out of nowhere this heifer just made like a mean hateful video and it just people went crazy with it they started duetting and stitching it and kind of sticking up for me well Kristen was one of those one of those girls that you know kind of stuck up for me and I ended up sending her video to to my other friend Riz and I was like look how sweet she is and then And then she was like, Oh, that's my friend. Yeah. So we kind of like connected that way, but that was the first time I met her in person and she was a straight handful. Okay. A handful. (laughs) She was amazing. She was exhausting, but in the best way.
0: Uh, Absolutely. She stayed uh, at our Airbnb. Um, And she was literally the sweetest person ever. Nothing out of line. She's just wild. And I'm wild, too. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, especially when I'm up in Nashville a lot. And uh, she was just a completely different vibe for me. I'm more like I like to drink my whiskey. I like to slow dance. I like to spin you around and two-step and all this kind of shit. And Kristen was just like, uh-uh. We're going ninety to nothing. We're twerking in the front seat of Ubers, like it's just like okay now, like I uh, I can't I can't do this. I'm 34, um, I've aged horribly, and uh, I'm just like, how are you older than me? Like if I, I don't want to twerk in front seats of vehicles, by the time I'm, I don't think she's much older than me. Uh, but it's just like I, I can't do this. I hope I'm not doing this.
1: You know, it's it's crazy because you see her and she's this. She's this bombshell. She's dropped oh, dead, drop dead gorgeous. Funny as I don't know what will talk to anybody, but she will not meet a stranger. Nobody is a stranger to her. And I think that's why a lot of people just like to be around her because she's so lively. But if she come back and stayed at the Airbnb with me and – you know, we just we just had such a good time, and, and I hadn't been to Nashville since I was a little girl, so it looks way different than it does today when, than it did back then. You know, I was like 10 years old last time I was there, um, but it was a good time. I, I hope I'll be back real soon, and I certainly hope I get to get my hands on her because I just fell in love with her, so yes, definitely good people down there.
0: Her and Marissa are very easy to fall in love with. They are so sweet and just so nice as they can be. When me and Marissa did a show, it wasn't too long ago. It was a couple of months ago. um, Her going to school to be a therapist and everything. Like, I think I'm a therapist. Like, I I think with so much of the stuff that I do – with vets and, uh, with other organizations that help with mental health awareness and all this other stuff. Like I consider myself a therapist. I just have, you know, no education whatsoever. And, uh, she kind of put me through the ringer, but by the end of like our conversation or whatever, she was like, well, you're not just some dumb old country boy, are you? And I was like, "Uh, not, not too much. And she's just the sweetest that she could absolutely be. So when I found out that y'all knew each other, I was like, okay. Well, Miss Ophelia has got to be a very nice lady to be around these. You just never know. Like, I don't know if you've encountered this or whatever, but there's just a lot of people that I've came across in the past year coming from country radio to having to do your own marketing and everything. And that's what I look at social media as. I don't like making the TikToks or the stuff or whatever. Like, I put my opinions out there. But there's just so many people that are fake. And you just never know what you're going to get with somebody. And I am so authentic and real that it really hurts me a lot of the time with people. And you just never know with somebody that has, what do you have, like 5.6 million followers on TikTok? You never know what you're going to get with somebody like you.
1: And. I'm a pretty good reader of people. You know, I can kind of look at somebody and tell if they're authentic or not, or if they really say who they're portraying themselves to be. Um, and I'll just choose not to follow those people, and, and I don't. Um, I think that's why, you know, I mean, last week I was, I was at 5.6 million. I just hit 5.8 million this morning the reason and this is this is what I believe is the reason why my account has grown so quickly is because you kind of do see that you I'm very relatable I'll tell you if I'm broke I'll tell you you know the things I've been through I'll I'll tell you if my husband and myself are arguing I tell you just about anything as if you're my family because there's not much of me that I can hide you know Um, And a lot of people relate to that. And you do have to be careful. You can't just go hit the follow button to anybody. You know, you really need to understand them and to feel them and to see where they're coming from. Are they good people? You know, we're Southern people. That's how we look at one another. If they ain't good people, we don't want anything to do with them. You know, you really got to do the same thing, uh, especially with social media. You know, you can't be shaking their hands. So you're really having to dig deep through a screen okay, is this person worth my time Then I'm going to put in the effort to try to, you know, raise their platform with them. It's it's a step that you choose to take and you have to make sure you want to you take it in the right way. You don't want to be supporting somebody that two years down the line, you found out did some terrible things, you know, that you didn't even know about. So yeah, it, it is difficult to kind of choose which way you're going to go with that. But I think when people stay true to just who they are, you know, I'm. We're not famous. <laughs> we're just TikTokers. You got to keep that mindset. I'm. I'm nothing special. I'm. I'm just Ophelia from Mobile, Alabama. I'm Derek's wife. I'm my kids' mom, and that's just who I am. And I'm gonna keep that same mindset no matter how big any of those accounts get. I'm not famous, and I'm not nothing special. I'm just me.
0: See that right there. I was going to tell you. You just completely won me over. You. You have no idea. The conversations that I've had with people over the past probably four or five months about simply is, and I mean no disrespect to some people because some people deserve. It sounds like you are someone that deserves. It. People need somebody like you being a positive influence, sharing the good and the bad. You have so many folks out there that just share what they want the world to see them as, and they put themselves up on a pedestal. And when they put themselves up on the pedestal, as soon as they make a real world mistake, the whole world tears them down. And honestly, rightfully so. If you're going to sit there and you're going to act perfect and you're going to portray yourself to be this perfect individual. Well, when you fuck up, you get what you deserve. And like my, the way I look at it, like be real, be authentic the way that you are. That way you don't have so far to fall when you do make a mistake. And there are too many people that just want everybody to think, oh, my life is perfect and all that other shit. But the thing that has just drove me nuts so much lately with social media, you have people that are picking and choosing, like, who to give their attention to based on a following and not by the content of the character, like the content of your heart. Like, you sound like an extremely good wife, an extremely good – I don't know if you have children or not um, – you sound like just an extremely good Southern woman. And when you said Southern folks a while ago, it really hit me and I haven't thought about it before. Most of the people that I have not had a problem with on social media, but most of the people that I have started to ask on the show, look into them, and I backed off from it was people who necessarily wasn't Southern we get a bad rap down here in the south for certain things but one thing you can't ever knock us for is our manners and our morals Uh, (laughs) right yeah you you can't and people just not we're not raised like us like i'm not gonna shake your hand and be one way to your face and in the second you walk away talk shit or be bad i now i'm sure you're the same way you from alabama I'm sure you're the type of woman that if you got a problem with somebody, you're going to say it to the damn face. There's there's too many of these folks that you meet on social media that, man, they'll use me to get on the show, and then I'll never hear from them again, especially men. Men are the absolute worst on social media. I'm so glad that I have a background in radio and everything else because I've had men on this show that could have, done something very nice shared whatever they never do they never Well, you got like justin nunley he's done it several times me and him are buddies john michael stewart there's other there's some guys that have the majority
1: Nunley is, just- is he the one that does the videos that said that he starts it off with another and he's like yeah. oh well we don't care hey did you know is that yeah. him yeah okay I met him last month i met him in vegas at the cheer choice awards Um, when I got, uh, best motivational speaker of the year, he was nominated for something. He was, he's, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy.
0: He's a very, very genuine person. You you can, you can tell it about him. Most of the men though, that I've had on the show. Oh no. My listening audience is like 80% women anyway. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with mental health awareness, with domestic violence awareness, with stuff like that to actually help. I believe in everybody that has a platform like you do. I do whatever. Like yours is way bigger than mine, but in a different world when it comes to like around artists and everything. That, that's where I want to shine. The TikTok world, the, the social media world, not that I don't need it. It's just not my number one priority. And I don't, I'm not saying it's yours either by any way. I know you have a family probably faith and all the rest of that stuff i don't mean it that way but as far as career wise goes like i don't really care about it i could sit there and do the trendy stuff and maybe it works maybe it don't hell i don't know so i just post the stuff that i want to post but a lot of these guys i don't think they're threatened by me but i don't think they like me and but women i promote the stuff that will help a woman because i think that's what you do if you have a following is you find something that's going to bring about change so if you were to we're going to receive the award for, you know, best motivational speaker, then that means that you're doing exactly what I'm trying to tell other people to do. If you have a platform, use it for good, use it to bring about change. You're an activist in a certain type of way to where in a click of a button, you can impact someone's life and actually motivate them to better themselves.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's not hard to do. It's not hard for anybody to you know, find their place in in the social media world. I'm going to tell you what I don't like, and I don't think that I've ever even mentioned this like out in the open, but I don't like accounts that use, use their voice, use their video to attack other creators simply because they don't like what they stand for or they don't like what they're doing or they don't like who they voted for for hell's sake you know something like that and they use that account to attack another creator and then you have all these creators arguing with one another like two-year-olds okay over you know who stole somebody's lego i don't i don't get that i i don't want to ever be a part of something like that if I've got 5.8 million people listening to me, honey, I think I'm going to talk about something that's worth talking about. And it's not going to be about who you voted for or why you didn't speak up on this part. I, I don't, I hate, I will never follow anybody on any social media that does that. There is a creator on TikTok right now that I just cringe when I see them. And I don't know why I keep seeing this heifer because I have blocked him, I know four times, and I don't know why I keep seeing his face, but um, he just fights fire with fire. I just, at, at every video, just as hateful and mean and rude. and But yet, you know, uses the excuse as he's trying to, you know, educate someone. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to listen to you if you're talking to me like I'm talking to you right now. I'm not going to listen to you if you're hollering at me and calling me. Now, you're going to get your point across a hell of a lot better you just speaking to somebody with respect than just hollering at them like that. Okay, I'm off my rant. I just needed to say that. I don't like people that use their social medias to attack one another like like kids. That's I think that's ridiculous. But it ain't hard to find your spot in social media, whatever that may be with the good in the world it's not hard to do it's quite easy
0: well i I think you're right and you're wrong i think that you have to have the personality for it it's obvious that you could take you this is something that i've talked to probably 90 percent of the people that have been on my show about and i've explained to them that you know you you know this you're you're obviously very smart ma'am you know that tiktok's gonna wear out one day just like every other thing does you got to be preparing yourself for the next step. And, like, what can I do to take what I've built here to move on, to keep using what I've built to where I have a career in it? Um, I started my career, I blew up on Snapchat a long time ago, probably eight years ago now, and people found me in country radio. They liked what I was doing. They gave me a job. They taught me a skill. And now I'll have this skill the rest of my life to where I've opened my own studio and all this other stuff to where I know I have job security. I just have to work it the right way. Well, somebody like you, you have a huge personality, a good speaking voice. Um, You're somebody that I could plug into a radio show, a TV show, or whatever. And because of your beliefs and how you talk and how you are able to sit there And even the way you just said some of the stuff that you said, you can literally have a conversation with somebody on either side of the fence. You understand that both sides need to be heard, but you can't do it disrespectfully. And there are too many people on social media, especially TikTok is the worst, in my opinion, about this. Other people try to make you fail so they'll succeed. That is not the way life has to be. None of us have to be that way. If you've got the personality and stuff like you've got, then you can find what works for you. And usually what works for somebody like you and me is being the genuine version of ourselves. Other people have to create something around them to where it's a character or whatever for them to blow up. And that's usually short-lived. I'm not trying to like boost me or you up, but a lot of people I've had on the show, they're genuine like us. Now, you're going to have some assholes that have been on here that you can see real quick that they're not what they say they are. And, <laughs> and I've literally, like, there's been two men since I started this show almost 20 months ago. Two men that I called it right off the bat. Both of them have been to, like, jail since they were on the show for domestic violence. And both no. of, yeah both of them were fake as hell. And it was obvious while I was sitting there talking to them how fake they were. It was almost to the point to where I, I knew I had to post the show because it had been talked about, but afterwards I made it very clear, like a month or two down the road, I didn't talk shit about them. because I'm not the type to talk shit about people, but it was just like, you got to watch who you follow. You got to watch who you kind of put your faith and stuff into and everything. So a lot of what you just said is, so correct. But at the same time, give yourself a lot of credit, Miss Ophelia, because if it wasn't for your personality and everything and the way that you view the world, your accounts wouldn't be that way. You're special.
1: Well, you know, one thing is, is you never look good trying to make somebody else look bad. You know, um, I don't think people, especially the, the younger people, they don't realize You know, whenever you're trying to bring somebody else down, whatever you put out into this world, that's what you're going to get back. If you're treating people good and being there for your family and your friends and doing the right things and doing the best you can, because Lord knows ain't nobody perfect, but that's what you're going to turn around and get in this world. If you're spewing hate and just, being the worst human being you can, you're not even going to have anybody like that walking into your life. You get what you put out into this world. If you're blessing somebody on a Tuesday, you better believe somebody's going to turn around and bless you on a Friday. That's how it works. It's like a recycling effect. It just keeps on going. You know, same thing works with kindness. <laughs> the more kindness you give to people, they just kind of you know, makes you feel good. And then they turn around and they do it to somebody else. And then that person feels good and they do it to that person. You know, it ain't hard just being good human beings, Rather, that's in person and on social media, you just be good human beings.
0: You get it. I mean, you, you hundred percent get it. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard. It's, it is so refreshing to see that you get it. Cause I have, Even this past time I was in Nashville, we went out there for a music video to do an event with Creative Vets. That's the organization that Jelly Roll uh, was uh, playing the same golf tournament I was to help raise money for that that great organization and everything. Um, That's where we met him at and all that good stuff. But there was a certain person that was there that their whole foundation of what they do on social media – is talking about God and and being a patriot and all this kind of stuff. And we invited them to come to help out at the creative vets, like fundraiser the night before, like the art exhibit and all this kind of stuff. And they didn't show up. And I ended up having to – I used to be very hot-headed, ma'am, but I'm not anymore like i have had a lot of self discovery a lot of my daughter has changed my like my daughter'll be 11 this year and like every past 11 years of my life my temper has really really dropped and i ended up having to have a conversation with this person and it's just like you have to realize that if you're putting it out there into the world that this is what you do and you're supporting these people then, when you've got a chance to go shake a hand and put a smile on a veteran's face that's disabled or whatever, you have to. Or you know what's going to end up happening? Your company's going to fold and you're going to fold on social media because you don't, you, you look fake. You look fake to the people that are trying to help you. And Very. yeah. And to hear the fact that you get pretty much the whole concept is you get what you put in. I'm telling you, that does my little fat-ass heart so good. Somebody like you that's got a huge following that you you don't owe that to anybody. I understand that people don't owe that, but it's what's right. It's, it's you know, I don't owe it to – you know, anybody to help with the charity stuff that I help with. I do it because I know that it's right. I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in, that I don't have to work a nine to five, that this is my job. And it's because of the people that are listening to the show that that gets to be my job. So I have to give back. Like if I don't, I feel like I'm wasting what everybody's allowing me to do. And the fact that somebody else gets, and yeah, I get people in here to get it. It's just, it's not as much as you want to hear,
1: you know, I think it a lot of it goes with how you know and i'm I'm trying to say this without um messing this up, but I had a mama and a dad and and they were together they were married till the day my daddy died when he was thirteen. but here's the thing i I had my dad right here who was an angel, he was funny he was loving and giving and probably one of the greatest men ever walked the earth and then on this side i had my mother and my mother was awful and terrible and abusive mentally and physically and anything a mother could be that was just awful that was hard i could have chose to go her direction and be this angry and bitter person in the world just because I got dealt a shitty hand because my dad passed when i was 13 or i chose to be more like him i i chose to be more like him i was happier when he was here on earth i was happier with him i was happier to spend any moment i could with him he he was just an all-around better person he'd tell me all the time this world don't owe you nothing so everything you want, you got to work hard for it. You know, nothing is for free. If, if whatever it is you want to do, you can make it happen as long as you're doing it. You know, um, that man taught me a lot. So everything that I learned from him, all the good things, I instilled it into my grown kids. You know, my, my kids are 19, 20, 21 and 24. They're grown now. Like, you know, I have did all I needed to do with them pretty much, but Everything good I learned from him, I instilled it in my children. Now, I hope they turn around they do the same thing for their kids should they ever choose to have babies, you know, years down the line. But I think good people start at home is what I'm saying, and I think it needs to continue that way. We don't need everybody else raising our kids down the street or through the cell phone or at school or, you know, wherever else. It's got to start in our home first. You know, I raised my children to be respectable human beings in our community, and I take great pride in that. But every bit of that was learned from my daddy. Had I not had a good one, I don't don't know where I would be today, or I don't know where my children would be today and how they are. But I like to see myself a little different than a lot of people are today because times are much different than they were when I was in middle school and high school and in my early 20s. Um, the world is not like it used to be. And I think love and compassion and kindness has kind of been forgotten about. Well, that's where I come in. That's, that's why I use my platforms to do what I do. So people can remember why we're here to begin with, you know?
0: Oh, I love you. I was going to tell you, I fucking love you. Um, well, you. Oh my gosh. Uh, so almost same upbringing. My mom is a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was trying to be nice. No, <laughs> uh, it's a, you don't. I don't have to be. Um, you can be. My mom knows how I feel. She's over time. She's got a little bit better. But uh, the my favorite person that's ever walked this earth, besides for my daughter, was my nanny. My nanny passed away when I was thirteen, as well. Uh, I think I was in seventh grade. It seems like I would have had to been thirteen in seventh grade. And uh, my mom never rebounded from it. She used the excuse of her mother passing away for every stupid fucking decision she made the rest of her life and literally made my life hell, my sister's life, hell, my daddy's life, hell. And my dad did all he could, which my dad, he, he's a, he was an alcoholic, probably borderline. And my mom, they did, both did a lot of drugs at one point in time. It was not the best house to grow up in for a, a little while. My dad rebounded a whole lot better than she did, but it was very rough for a long time. And my mom and me still don't have a good relationship to this day. And I talk about it a good bit on here, but those relationships, I think, I think that they're probably what makes me and you the way we are and why I do the things I do with my daughter, because my daughter is going to learn Everything that I learned from my grandparents, like it's almost where I have completely been oblivious to all the shit my mom ever did now. Like I used to, my sister, my sister who is a recovering addict, um, she lives like in a cult now, which I would rather her live in a cult than where she was living. Oh, oh, yes, full-blown culty. Like it is this culty. What? Oh, yeah. It is culty. Uh, they don't let their kids play sports. They don't let them go to school. They don't let them uh, – those are the two main ones. Um, it's very weird. I don't I don't like it at all. And every time that we even talk about it, like, it's just – I didn't even get invited to the wedding. Like, her, she got married to some dude in the cult. Like I didn't even get invited to the wedding because they knew I'd yeah. shut my ass.
1: Like a, a God cult or oh, is this
0: some shit? No, it's God cult. It's God cult. But that, no
1: sports?
0: No sports. That's that's what I – I literally said Tim Tebow might as well be the Messiah, like the second coming, and he's played sports, and literally on every big stage, he said, I give all the glory to God. And they literally was like, that's not good enough. That No child should take away, like, their time from the Bible to go play a, a sport or go to school.
1: Oh, for hell's sakes. Well, yeah. but she's like, she's sober now.
0: Yeah, she's not She's not doing crack or meth, so I'm good with that. You know, that, There's an upside to it. I'd rather her be a Jesus freak. And I'm a Christian. I'm just not a very good one. I mean, I Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and all that good stuff. And I, I believe that there's a whole different aspect of the world that I get to touch with the people I get to talk about my faith to than they never will because they're so over the top with it. Like, I mm-hmm. they don't understand that they alienate the rest of the world, but honestly, I don't think they give a shit about it. I think they care about just the people that's there in their cult, and that's it.
1: Uh, it is, I didn't even think people still had them. Like, you hear like stories, of, you know, about cults and stuff like that. And I ain't heard, I ain't even heard that word in like years, probably.
0: Oh, darling, you're in Alabama. There is a cult probably within 10 minutes of you. <laughs> I, oh,
1: I ain't seen them. I ain't seen them and I ain't heard nothing about
0: them. I promise you, somebody's got a like a statue of Bear Bryant in their backyard, just like bowing down, praying, thinking oh, that, well, that was I have to
1: agree with that. My grandpa years ago had something like that. So he's a huge fan of him.
0: But um, but yeah, but like I take everything probably the same way you do with my mother, and I take everything that she did, and I know not to do. And I take everything that my grandparents did do and I try to emulate it. I try to do what they did, even though I don't have any grandparents here anymore. Um, well, I have my my one of my granddaddies, um, but he he's just not too much in the picture. Um, but the ones that were the biggest influences on my life are just not here anymore. And I try to take the good that they did, the little bit of good that my dad's done – And that's what I try to put towards my child and my life. I take all that negative shit that my mom did and still does with her, just the most toxic person alive in my mind. She has a superpower. She has the ability to make any situation in this world about her. I've never in my life seen anything. When 9-11 happened, made it about her. And when, like, anything happens, when my dad broke his neck last year, made it about her. Like, it's – it's fucking crazy.
1: Your mom and dad still
0: married? Uh yeah, unfortunately. Um I wish they wouldn't be. I wish that I wish they wouldn't have been a long time ago. They probably they probably it's one of those uh I don't know if you know any marriages like this. It's probably one of the marriages to where if they didn't have so much bills, bills and land and everything and mortgages and shit tied up together, uh, they probably would have bombed long long time ago. I don't I don't know. I would have just been broke.
1: So they don't have like So they don't have like a good, they don't have like a good marriage. They're just kind of like roommates.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. It's fucking sucks. Both of them. I
1: would, I wouldn't do that. If, if my, if my marriage ever got to that, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I don't, I don't see why anybody would do that. Everybody needs some peace in their mind. It's okay. If something just don't work out, you know, you've been married 25 years. It just ain't working no more. Well, honey, that's all right. You know? You can go your separate ways. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't waste the rest of my time here on earth being unhappy like that.
0: See, I'm the same way. I'm 34. I've never been married. And I view marriage in a very, very weird way. I I want when I say I do, and I, I'm not against like people, I always have to like put this disclaimer before I say this. I'm not against people that get divorced and then get remarried. I think that you gotta do what you gotta do. But the way I look at it is I've gone this long of my life and I haven't been married. I don't want to do it but one time. I don't think I don't think getting married young works for most people. I don't know how you make a commitment to somebody before the age of 30 for the rest of your life. I understand why it makes sense that I don't know when you were married, ma'am. So I'm not trying to knock anything that you've done, but if you-
1: ma'am one more time you ain't but 30 something and i'm 40 quit calling me ma'am
0: first off you are from the south i don't care if you're fucking a 10 year old girl i'm gonna call you ma'am i call every woman i come across in this world ma'am i said it at a crab ball on saturday to a girl what? who i went to high school with this younger than me when she asked me for a white claw and her jaw hit the damn ground. And I was like, no, that's just the way I was raised. You say, yes, ma'am. You say, no, ma'am. You say, yes, sir. No, sir.
1: Well, tell me this. Tell me this. If you say you're 34, right? Yes, ma'am. So, Lord have mercy. Okay. Have you ever been engaged before?
0: Uh, I don't know if it was a real engagement, but kind of, yeah.
1: And, and then you got, so y'all just decided not to get married.
0: Uh, I got cheated on and left.
1: <laughs> well, what about what about, the, what about the baby's mama?
0: uh, she's a very, very wonderful person. um we met oh, yeah. we have a very good relationship. uh we met when she was 18 and I was 20, and um we just wanted different things out of life when we got older it's, she's not a she's a saint as far as I'm concerned. She's probably got bad things to say about me most of the time, and most of them I've earned. Um, Oh, no, I, I look, I was not a good person when I was younger. It took it took until I was about 28 years old to realize that I was kind of a piece of shit in my early 20s. And then it took from 28 to now to find myself and found out what I wanted to be in life and how to become a grown ass man. Like I didn't know I was very immature for a long part of my life and it took a whole lot of self-discovery and a whole lot of figuring out who I actually am to be able to even like talk about certain things and her mom like we joke about it now like her mom should have probably like hit my ass with a frying pan about 10-15 times back when we were younger but I mean she's a wonderful person it's just I know what I want out of life. I, And it might sound weird to a lot of people. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know that I'm supposed to be on a microphone. As stupid as that sounds, I know from the people that have sent me messages from where it's me sharing my suicide attempt almost 13 years ago now to where I talk about mental health to where I try to help women that have dealt with domestic violence because I grew up in a house that was both sides, domestic violence. It wasn't one-sided to where I try to help people through their hard times to where I talk about my faith in a way that it's not very churchy. Like it's, it's, I always say there's preachers in this world and there's warriors in this world. And I feel like I'm a warrior and like, there's so much of my life that I don't think is my own. If that makes sense at all. Like I think that so much that has happened to me has been set up for a reason. And explaining that to some people you sound like you're batshit crazy and i don't mind sounding like i'm crazy sometimes but it's very hard to be in a relationship like
1: i've said it a million times Our, our life's destiny has already been written our only job is to just live it yeah it's already been written there's there's nothing that you could ever go back and change None of that every single thing from the time you're born right now and forward everything has already been been designed and put into place for you to go through all of that How will you ever know how to handle anything if you don't know how to handle anything that's hard you know all the tough stuff that we've been through is nothing but trials and tribulations nobody wakes up every morning and has this easy life and everything is just given to them. And, you know, they've never had to work hard. They've never lost any loved one. They've never, you know, had the heart broken. There's nobody on the planet that's never experienced a loss a hard time or struggle or anything. So any kind of hard thing that we go through is nothing but stepping stones to teach us how to get to the next moment that we might need it. It's already been written.
0: Yeah. I, I tell folks all the time it's, I used to be so stubborn and so pigheaded about feeling like I was led to something. Like I used to, I used to not believe in signs or any of that shit or whatever. And now like I literally live my life off of it. And I, and what I mean is, is when things are going good in my life, I no longer look at it as like a scoreboard. I used to look at it like as a scoreboard. It's like, my bank account look good. Does my bills get like, or my bills paid all this kind of stuff. That means I'm having a good life. It's not what I look at. Like anymore. I literally view it as this. If I'm struggling mentally or like I'm going through something that I don't understand, but yet good things are happening to me to where I'm still going on that hard road. That means that's the road I'm supposed to be on. I used to be so wrapped up in the destination of something, but that's not where we figure out who we are in the destination. We figure out who we are in the journey. We help people in the journey of something. So now, like, as long as there's something that is happening, like for us, the hardest time I've had in a long time, I lost my papa, who was my hero Christmas morning this year and I struggled with it so fucking hard for about two months two three months and I'm talking about like it ate my fat ass alive like really bad and uh, I kind of hit it for a little while as best as I could uh, it kind of messed up the show a little bit I wasn't doing shows like I was supposed to I was drinking way too much and uh, just trying to like keep it down but then I started thinking about it and I was like you know what I'll have that for the rest of my life because we had a little thing that we did every Christmas morning at his house. We ate sausages and cheese that he cooked every Christmas morning. Like I'll forever remember he's, he's bigger than Christmas. It would have been a joke between us. Like he think, he always thought he was bigger than Christmas in his own head. He's still bigger than Christmas now. Like stuff like that. Like I have to process shit. And then a couple weeks ago, as soon as I get a grip on it, and I'm starting to talk to people about loss a little bit more, I end up having a guy who's running for uh, an office here in Georgia coming here, and the state of Georgia, the Senate literally gives me a this cool-ass award, or whatever it is, not an award. But I'm like right. the – yeah, like, I it's literally, if anybody Googles it, it's Georgia – senate resolution 489 i'm the only person that has a podcast in the world that like literally my name is in the history books now for the state of georgia because it like honors my years in broadcasting from when i started in radio to just where i'm at now but it honors it in a way of helping people with mental health it's That's awesome. so like it's where when i got a grip On my situation with my granddaddy and like putting my shit together, I got a little, like a little, like a little cookie from God. The way I looked at it it was like, you're on the right road, dumbass. Like, you just gotta, you gotta trust that when I put something in front of you that seems like it's too hard, it's too rough, just keep going. I always tell people, it is most cliche thing you could ever hear when they say it's darkest right before it's dawn, but i really do believe that i think that for some of us because we're so hard-headed especially us southerners we have to almost break to learn a lesson the people who bend but don't break are the ones that are showing that they're worthy of their blessing and you're walking by blind faith and that is where I just, I learned stuff in that moment that I cannot learn any other way. And it changes my complete outlook on the world. It changes my complete outlook on so many things. And it almost like completely reshapes me and it kind of redirects me to where I think I'm so lost, I can't be found. But it's like, no, dumbass, you were, you were where you were supposed to be all the time. You just didn't want to recognize it. Now I'm recognizing when I can't figure out why I'm in a situation, I'm not asking myself why I'm in this situation anymore. I'm figuring out, okay, since I'm in this situation, let's learn from this situation and let's use it to help people and grow as a person and what you do for a living.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's it. I think that's how- a lot of people need to look at it but it's hard to tell them that sometimes because they get in those really really dark places and they think it's never going to get better when is it ever going to get better and it's they get stuck in a rut they really do they really really get stuck in a rut and sometimes some people don't make it out of it you know but I know they get tired of hearing you know like you or me or anybody else saying, you know, you're gonna get through this. You're gonna get through this, but it's 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 a, sometimes it's a heck of a lot easier just to say that than to somebody that's having to actually live in the moment of it, but it always does. That dark moment ain't always going to be dark. You know, it's going to get better. You just have to keep pushing forward to it. You know, you still have to get up every day. Even if you're not going to leave the house, still get up, brush your teeth, make your bed, you know, sit on the front porch for a little while. You know, you know, whatever it is you need to do to get yourself, out of those those thoughts and feelings and yeah you you literally do have to push forward there's only one person in this world that's going to fight for your life and that's you
0: you you know one thing that i love to tell people how many times miss ophelia have you said in your life this is the worst day of my life millions how many times have you still got up the next day and moved forward every day that's all you have to tell somebody that, that literally, I have said this is the worst day of my life, or this is the worst moment of my life, so many times. But within a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever it was, hell, it could have been a couple hours, I was over that moment. I was over that day because I kept going forward. We all have, and I also like to tell people this. You ever stumped your big toe on something? everybody does you ever stumped your big toe and then threw your hands or whatever and end up hitting your damn hand on something because you stumped your big toe and made the situation worse
1: i ain't never did that
0: (laughs) Well, well there's a lot of people that when you stump your big toe your reaction is to cuss and raise hell because it hurts so damn bad or you hit your elbow on something and next thing you know you you throw your hands and you hit something else in a negative situation If you act negative, it never makes it positive. If you stump your big toe and you sit there and you take a deep breath and you recenter yourself and you reset yourself, that is taking a negative situation and readjusting to hopefully veering towards a positive. You're never, ever going to make a bad situation worse acting bad. So if you are in a bad situation right now, You showing your ass, you getting upset, you literally just doing the worst thing possible you could do right now. It's not going to fix that situation. Find something positive. Like if you're in a depression, it's hard to tell people that I deal with depression and anxiety. I know what my triggers and stuff are now, so I know how to deal with it better than most. But if you're in a depression, how you just said, Go sit on the porch. Just get out of bed. You ain't got to leave your house. Go take a walk outside. Just get out of that funk. Start moving a step ahead. That's all you have to do. You can eventually trick your brain into saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow you to control me anymore. I'm not going to let those demons mess with me anymore like you're not going to run my life i'm going to run you and the fact that you can say stuff like that and the fact that you know stuff like that that is so with your platform and the positive energy you put out into the world that's what we need more of that's that's how you take the taboo away from mental health awareness that is how you just you help people and they don't even know they're getting help they're coming to your page and they're literally like, oh, I want to hang out with a I want to, I want to watch your lives. I want to watch your videos. And the next thing you know, boom, they're getting coaching and mental health. That is, that. that's just what my, you're supposed to do.
1: My number one comment, and it's, it's on every video. I, I usually post about three videos a day. I'm a I'm gonna give them a morning video, a a lunch video, and then of course in the evening time. And if something exciting happens, I'll turn around and I'll post, you know, maybe a fourth one later on that evening. But every video that I post, it never fails. And I mean, ever fails. Somebody's gonna write in the comments, I feel safe here. I feel safe. She makes me feel safe. I feel like uh, she would really listen to me um, I wish my mom was as loving as understanding as she is. It it's it's a lot of those comments, but the number one is is I feel safe here. You know, a lot of people don't have that safe place at all. Um, you know, I had somebody reach out to me the other day. They were seven they're 17 and they've been dealing with depression for a few months now, and they went to their mom. They have a single mom. And they told her that they thought they needed some help, you know, whether it was counseling or a facility or just whatever it is. They went to their mom because they thought it was a safe place to go. And the mother tells them, oh, it's in your head. No, Sheila, it's not in their head. And because you didn't acknowledge that your 17 year old no longer thinks you're a safe place now. So anytime she feels she needs to come to somebody, she's not gonna come back to you because you didn't help her have a safe place. A lot of these kids today, a lot of young people don't have safe place. They haven't had one of those in a long time. So for me to be able to build an entire community with almost 6 million people and them knowing it's a safe place, That's a damn accomplishment. I take great pride in that. You know, we don't, if somebody comes in and tries to, you know, be hateful to somebody in the comments, it will be deleted. It will be removed, not, not to benefit me, but to still provide that safe place for people who literally come to my page every day to see what I have to say, to see what they can get from me on that particular day. But I think a lot of people need some safe places right now. And as long as I have a platform, I'm going to make sure I'm going to always keep it safe for them. It does help them, especially when they don't even have anybody, especially.
0: I'm fixing it. I'm going to tell you something. And I hope that it gets shared to, to both of them. The two favorite women that I've met off of here that completely like shocked me and awed me. That I was kind of completely wrong about was Dimps and Kelsey when I did the show with them. Oh, uh, you are my favorite. No, you, <laughs> no, you are one hundred percent my favorite. I know why people tagged you mercilessly in my well, stuff sorry. now because you're right. The whole safe place thing that is huge. That that there's a reason why certain people, and it's almost like a badge of honor for me and you. I wear it like a badge of honor anyway, and I'm sure you do too. And it makes us – it's not that it heals my trauma and my bullshit that I've been through, but it makes me feel like my bullshit and my trauma was for a reason, that I'm able to talk to these people. Like, it, it, it makes me feel better about everything that has happened to me or happened for me, the way I look at it now. And it is just where the fact that you give some people a safe place – First time I ever got interviewed in my life. I got asked for a magazine probably five, six years ago. They were like, what do you want out of doing radio and all this other stuff? And I was like, well, fuck, I want to be rich. Like, I want to make money. And I thought about the first person that ever messaged me when I shared my suicide attempt. And like why I did. And how much that message just resonated with me. And how it touched my heart so much. And I said, I want to be rich. And I said, I'm just playing. I was like, if I can save one person's life or I can help one person not feel alone or go down that road. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And you giving people a safe place and allowing them to talk about that kind of that kind of stuff. Oh my goodness. That is what you're supposed to be. You're the you get it. You get it. You're you're like you're a female version of what's in my head. Cuz that you you don't get that with folks. I have yet what is crazy and I'm not trying to put anybody else's down to be on the show what I'm about to say. You have not once mentioned a brand. You have not once mentioned anything that was glorifying yourself. We've sat here for right at I don't know 45 minutes or something like that and we literally have talked about helping people you you don't get that that makes me so fucking happy i can't tell you
1: josh i i didn't i didn't create the platform for anything other than than people (laughs) than people um I wasn't seeking out to be a large creator. I, I hate the word influencer. I, I hate to even use that word.
0: Oh, I got to stop you. You know how many times I say that on this show?
1: Uh-uh. I, oh. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't like that word. I'm just a regular old person, but I didn't seek out to, to be this person on social media. I'm, was going through TikTok one day and I seen a video that I just had to stitch because it was like I was looking at myself when I was 16 years old and I stitched the video. The video goes viral and, and I then figure out what it means to go viral. Um, but the comments that I seen were if my mom would have said these things to me growing up, I would have turned out better if, you know, I I wish I had a mom like this. It was was that. And it was at that moment I thought to myself, that's it. Um, I can help people feel better about themselves. And I have did that ever since then. Now you're not gonna come to my page and just see strictly that. You're gonna see some comedy on there. Not that I'm trying to be funny. People just think I'm funny. But it, or you'll see my day-to-day life stuff or or whatnot. I I'm a huge empath, so on the weekends I do have to take a little bit of a mental break and give them you know some silly stuff or whatnot, and I'll be back to normal scheduling on Monday. But I don't do this for money. I don't get paid by TikTok. I refused the the creator fund a long time ago. Um, I do have an agent. If you look at my account though, you don't see very many uh, sponsorships because it's not about money <laughs> and I don't want to, I, I would rather have my content for people than have that. Um, so, so yeah, I, it's, it's just for people and I'm not going to ever be anything other than what I am. I'm just Ophelia and um, they call me Mama Tot. My user, username is Shoe Lover. Now, I don't even think anybody calls me Shoe Lover. They have completely renamed me to Mama Tot because I call them my tater tots. But um, I, it's, it's a big community that I've managed to maintain because I don't, I don't look at my account as just being my account. I think of it as being their account. And I will even ask them, you know what do y'all want more of what do you want to see more of you know do you mind if I do this do you mind if I take a mental break I because of them I, I wouldn't even have that platform so I'm never gonna see it it's just my account it's it's ours you know they have become <laughs> I don't mean to get emotional oh um, I, I
0: know you you should because I know exactly how you feel
1: They've become like a like a family. Um, I don't have a dad. I, I haven't spoken to my mother in 15 years. My husband is an over the road truck driver. My kids are grown. I don't have any grandparents. They're all gone. I, I don't have anybody, but just my little family right here. But they think that I give something to them. <laughs> they have no idea what they give to me on a daily basis. The love and the joy and the smiles and the thank yous and the letters and cards and emails. There's nothing that I could ever say to them that will ever repay them for all of them coming into my life at the very moment that they did. And I love them more than anything. So I just hope that they know that and that I'm grateful. I'm grateful before before anything but it's it's my little family and i know it's a lot of family but i remember them by their names i remember them by their profile pictures i recognize them everywhere i go in my town or anywhere at that i just come back from nashville i am recognized instantly everybody gets a hug and it's it's me running to them it's nobody's turned away nobody's not listened to nobody's not answered I have devoted all of my time, all of my time, to everybody, and I'm gonna continue doing that because I might just be the only person that they had that day. I can't, I can't let that happen. I can't.
0: You are, you're my favorite. You get it. You, I, I know for a fact, you are the first person I've had on this show that 100% gets it. I've had people this close. Had people that's real damn close, but you one hundred percent gets it. I call I, I I call what we do. My studio is called Raising Grace uh, Studio. My daughter's name is Gracie, but Raising Grace stands for somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace, and it's supposed to be a home and it's supposed to be a safe place for everybody. Doesn't matter if you're a sinner or you're a saint, but I refuse to say the word follower. I always say the folks that keep up with me, we call it the Raising Grace family. If you sit there and you support me, you are a family member. Like that, that is what, that is how you're supposed to view the people. Because if it was not for them, we ain't shit. The reason why I had a number one show in country radio was not because of me, it was because of the listener. The reason why this show does good is because of the listeners. And you're right. We should ask them. We should ask them the kind of stuff they want us to do. And you know what's great about the people that actually love us and like listening to us? Most of the time they're gonna tell us, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep being you. And I cannot tell you. I I I knew I knew that there was probably like a reason why. I'm all about I'm all about like shit lining up when it's supposed to and everything. And I knew there was a reason why no one ever says, Hey, I can do a podcast in two hours from right now. No one, no one. And whenever the dude who was supposed to be here, who has an event this weekend, by the way, and he reached out to me and was like, yeah, I'll be at your studio at three 30 tomorrow. And he canceled. He, he finally, right before we went on, he was like, Hey, I can't make it anyway. So, after I then told you yes, I was like, okay, whatever. I've already got you coming on anyway. He was just going to have to wait. And there's a reason why shit lines up the way it is. I know that somebody needs to hear what you've put out into the world today. Probably. Yeah. And there's something special about that to me. You just get it. And I understand why people tagged you like crazy. I understand why. Like you're finna be my big sister. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like <laughs> I, I, I need you in my life now. I didn't even know. I'm finna become a fucking tot. I'm finna become I'm finna become a little tot. And, and like there's just certain people that I click with. And I'm telling you, if you knew what an asshole I was, Miss Affiliate, and how bad I don't like people. I don't. Adam. I do not like people at all. I don't like I don't like folks that take advantage of their social media stuff. I especially don't like the way that men do it. Uh, I have a daughter, and every time I see like men just thirst trapping the shit out of women or anything like that and just using them, it gets on my nerves so bad. That's why I don't have a lot of men on my show anyway. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to help anything that they do. If I don't think you're genuine, and now you don't even know who's genuine, you know. Like I, I'm the world's worst of sitting there. I don't like passing judgment, but how you kind of said at the beginning of the show, like you can look at somebody and tell. There's not a lot of I, them that are genuine.
1: That yes, yeah, very true. That's very true. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't ever want to be in. I don't want to be with the cool kids. I'd like to be unique and stand on the outside and just be myself because people always know how to come back and find me. You know, if they're all looking for the same people, I'm, I'd am i be lost in something like that. I'd, I'd rather just be up here on the sidelines. People know where to find me.
0: Uh, exactly. I ha- I'm trying my best because I'm supposed to network. I'm supposed to meet nice people and I'm supposed to meet folks on this app that you can connect and, you know, kind of build something with, but I'm so guarded because my beliefs are the same way yours are. Like, and that is hard. The people that I was just in Atlanta with, very surprised, like um, unconditional or unapologetically cat and some more. There's another girl from Alabama that we was just with. That's I think she actually lives in your town, uh, Haley. Um, uh or she, she might be in Montgomery. Which one's closer to Georgia? Mobile's not, right?
1: We're, da- we're on the beach. Mo, well, not yeah. Mobile's on the on the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Oh, how far are you away from uh Gulf Shores?
1: I'm 45 minutes.
0: I'll be in Gulf Shores this weekend.
1: Are you really? I'm going to Gulf Shores this weekend. No
0: shit. My buddy Dustin <laughs> Heron, who is a uh, Alabama boy. Who's from Hartford, Alabama? Who is uh, from Nashville? Uh, he's playing a couple shows down there, so uh, I would I would love to meet you, and uh, y'all have to come listen to him. He's uh, I'll send you his his new album when we get off here. He is an Alabama artist, and everything he sings about is probably the stuff that that you stand for. Like it's good, Ala. I don't like the state, but y'all got some good musicians from there. Um, <laughs>
1: I, are you just Are you gonna be there all weekend, or just what What are you what, doing? Tell me what you're doing.
0: Okay, so I don't know yet. So here's the deal. <laughs> um, I uh, I go through funks. I go through like my little my mental health funks, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to get out of town for a couple days. Like, uh, I didn't necessarily get my how do you put this? Because I don't want to put anybody on blast or anything. I got I get confused by women. Because I'm so – I'm such a helpless romantic and shit that uh, I get wrapped up in people when I shouldn't. And, like, recently that kind of happened to me, and I got very confused by a situation. And it went from thinking that one thing was this – I'll put it this way. I kind of made a video about it today. If I spend any time with you at this point in my life, it's because – I want to develop something, but I'm so guarded because I've been through a lot of heartbreak takes a little bit longer for me to, to like dive head in. Cause I've made so many mistakes in my life by like going head first. Right. So I take baby steps because I think that's a smart move to really get to know somebody before you make a commitment to them. I'm not worried about sleeping with you or anything like that. Like, I want to get to know the next person that I'm in a relationship with because I haven't been in one in so long. And I kind of let my guard down a little bit with somebody. Recently kind of went south, and the next thing you know, person's in a relationship like the next week. And it's just like, oh, my little fat-ass heart's shattered. Well, like, it's like, why did I invest my time with somebody, right? Like, it, it made me feel stupid, not really heartbroken. It's very, it's a very weird feeling. I think I'm more angry at myself that I let my guard down. So my buddy Dustin. Well,
1: so anybody would be letting their guard down. How the, how are you supposed to know that somebody has a boyfriend if they're not going to tell you? Obviously she had a boyfriend, right?
0: Well, I don't, I don't think she had a boyfriend before. I just think that she was wanting to be in a relationship so bad that when somebody came along and literally said i'm obsessed with you let's put we're in a relationship on facebook right now like oh yeah i'm all about it but like see i know what I, I know what you get with me i know exactly if somebody like actually like plays it out with me and gives me time to let those walls down and get to know you oh you got the best fucking man alive like you got a help us romantic you got somebody that believes in passion more than lust. You got somebody that believes in the good Lord, that somebody actually prays for you, that prays for your relationship. You know, the be- worst thing about me, I might drink a little too much, but the right woman can make me stop drinking altogether. All right. If that's, and I don't think the right woman's going to want me to because I think she's going to enjoy sitting on the front porch or dancing around the kitchen at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, that. that's me. And it just kind of sucks – sometimes i i think i'm not the person that thinks you can fix somebody but i go off of like vibes with people like i go off of hey me and this person really connected so let's just see what it would go to the next thing you know is is like oh well they're telling me that they're obsessed with me and then i'm like okay but let's you know let's get to know each other let's take our time and then they're like oh no i want it now and I'm like okay well then you know it's whatever and then they're in a relationship with somebody else. So know,
1: why, why would that make you feel some type? That's not your fault. I know you it, didn't. Thing I know wrong.
0: I know it's not. My thing is I shouldn't. I should have saw the warning signs beforehand, and I should have been like, you know what? Let's not even put ourselves in this situation. Because there's been so many times in my life that, with probably you, most women out there, most men. We know to stay away from a situation. We know that it's going to end up bad. But what's that line that a lot of women use? I thought I could fix him. Well, with me, it's I see so much good in this person that the bad doesn't scare me, that I think I can change the bad. And because I know what comes along with me. I know that I have to be around women regarding this show I had to talk about some taboo things on this show. Sometimes like I have to have a very secure woman around me. So what do you have to look for? in like my love life, you have to find a woman that's going to walk into a room, even though I think that any woman that I'm attracted to, if I sit here and tell you, you're beautiful. I think that when you walk in a room, regardless of what you think you look like, you light up the fucking room anyway. But you need a woman that thinks that about herself. And otherwise, if I'm around, like, this past weekend in Atlanta or before, I don't know if you know Damaris or Kat or Haley, but if you go look on my Instagram, they're all, like, I, Haley's not in a relationship, but the other two are married and happily married, and their husbands are, like, in some of the pictures. They're extremely attractive women. It's hard for some women that I've talked to to be able to handle – me being in just a picture, like being around these people that are big on social media. And it fucking sucks. Cause like I would want nothing more than that person to be there with me. But if they can't, then you have to know, hey, this is networking. This is work. You're you're a good looking woman. Your husband probably knows just the way that I would want, you know, the person that I'm with to know, hey, this is work right now. We're we're networking, we're talking. Oh.
1: He, he loves every bit of it. I mean, yeah. he all he knows that I, there's men, women, they's gays, gays. Yeah. They see me in the store, they run up to me. I I made a video about my hot UPS driver the other day. Did you see it? Oh, it was mm-hmm. hilarious. Like, um, I was videoing my UPS driver because he's he's a handsome old thing, honey. He is handsome.
0: <laughs> and I,
1: I said, I don't know if he's single. He ain't for me. I'm married. But y'all just take a look at him. And I, you know, kind of zoomed in on him. Imagine me being in Cole's Sunday and the damn UPS man is in there. He doesn't see my video. He's tapping me on the shoulder. And I turn around and he said, hey, Miss Ophelia, it's me, your UPS driver. And my husband just kind of giggled and put his head down like, oh, my God. You know, he just, my husband is... So supportive. He knows I meant no harm, you know, saying, hey, look at this handsome UPS driver. He knows ain't nobody going to have my heart but him. Um, He's very secure. uh, But I think that that person has to be secure in their marriage. um, Because if they're not, they start getting these really bad ill feelings about it. Distrust comes into play they don't it's not that they don't trust you is that they don't trust other people that are going to come into your circle and then they think somebody's going to then steal you away and then it just gets like worse and worse and worse so to be in this type of environment you better have somebody that's going to know 100 percent that that is who you are that's your job there's going to be pretty ladies that come up to you and want a hug from you uh, they want a pitcher. They, yeah, you, if you don't have somebody like that on your side, it is not going to work. I mean, okay. thank God my husband is just as is cool as a damn cucumber. I mean, he's the best, but if he wouldn't, I can't even imagine how much we would argue about the amount of people that come up to me and, and they love on him too. The girls, they just love all on him. And you know, he likes that, too, because he gets to flirt for a minute. He knows I don't mind. But that's just that's just him and me. But, yeah, you ain't going to have a healthy relationship if you don't have that secureness, you know?
0: Well, you have to. I always tell, like, any woman when she tries to get to know me, tell them right off the bat, hey, look, I've invested several years with this now, with everything I'm doing, and I know that it's paid off to the point to where I'm at now, to where I have my own studio, my own a bunch of stuff. Like, trust me, and the way you have to look at everything is you're on the inside of the joke. Like, you're part of this, and the more that you're around, the more that I will put you on social media, the more I will show you off, the more I will hype you up, the more you will be part of the joke. You want us to be on the inside of the joke. Like, we will have fun with it, but I'm not going to do that with somebody right off the bat and make myself look stupid if you don't hang around. Like there, there's there's no sense in that because then you create a narrative of, hey, every time you catch feelings for somebody or anytime you like somebody, oh, you're just gonna show them off because then every single woman that comes around me, that even is kind of attracted to me, they're gonna act like they like me just long enough to do some dumb shit like get on the show if they're an artist, to promote a song or to to do something, and then the second I do something sweet for them or it helps them in some type of way, I, whether they dip out on me or not, I'm not going to know what their intentions are. I want to get to know somebody for true intentions. I don't want to get to know somebody for social media shit. Like I want to know you for you, and then once that happens, we'll add it to the social media stuff. Like we'll, we'll, we'll put it on there. We'll, we'll do that. And you don't, you don't, you just don't see that anymore. Like, and I love the fact that you and your husband are so secure that is goals for my fat ass. That is, that is goals for me. But to, to answer your original Christian reason I'm going to Gulf shores is I just need to, I need a reset. I need to, I need to get out of town Dustin Herring and me have been friends long enough to where I have such a good time at his shows, and I've never been down there. And uh,
1: you've never been to our beaches?
0: No, ma'am, never been there.
1: One of the most we've got the most beautiful beaches in the U.S. besides Florida, of course. You know, Florida's absolutely beautiful. That's my favorite state. Gulf Shores is 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 beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: Well, one of the girls that we were with last week in Atlanta, she's on an MTV show. And she was telling me how beautiful it is. Um, it's called Florida Bama. And uh, and she was like one of the ones that was telling me about it. And as long with everything else that's going on, I just thought it was destiny. I was like, you know what? Let's just go. I hadn't booked an Airbnb or nothing yet. I'm getting some folks to load up and go with me and everything. Like I looked at some. I don't even know where the hell I'm staying. Dustin's staying Josh- in.
1: Josh Terry. What? You cannot go to Gulf Shores on a whim, my friend, okay? Those things are like I we have a Airbnb with Marissa and our girlfriends the end of June, we had to book that 4 months ago.
0: Oh, I've already so, lo- there's some of be- av- there's some available. I looked at them today.
1: You better you better get it today or you not cuz guess what? This past weekend was the Hangout Festival. That's a big music festival they have down there. It's humongous. And a lot of people stay after that. So just make sure you can get into a place or you'd be having to come stay the night over here.
0: <laughs> um, oh,
1: bedroom for
0: you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that, Pam. Um, but what we'll do is uh, if it worse comes happen, I'll find some shitty hotel somewhere and I'll just pay for a taxi back and forth. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. Like I'm all about going to new places and just being around new folks now. And I also think it's crazy now that you're going to be there. That, I, Like I said earlier, I'm looking for signs of places to go in my life and people to be around that just – just where you're supposed to be. And that's even stupid to me that you're going to be there. Like, whether I bump into you or not, don't get me wrong. Um, it's just one of those things. Hey, that's,
1: is, is this weekend Memorial Day weekend? It is. <sighs> Whew, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy down there. Yeah. You're gonna have so much fun. I'm so glad you're going.
0: I am too. I am too. I need to. Uh, I need to. I need to. I need to get out. I'm so bad about staying in my comfort zone. It's either going to Texas, going to Nashville, which my big brother is a songwriter in Nashville, so I'm up there a lot with folks, or it's staying at my studio. Like that's literally the three things I do. It's Fort Worth, Nashville, my studio. And I've got to start going to new places. And that was like my whole new thing for the summer.
1: How long is it gonna take you to get to Gulf Shores?
0: Uh it can't be that far. How far is it from Destin?
1: I'm okay. Mobile is like two to two and a half hours from Destin. And Destin to Gulf Shores is probably like, I don't know, I think like an hour and a half.
0: Okay, so you all right, so where Gulf Shores is, it's gotta be between Destin and then Biloxi. Oh
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. You're about you're you're probably less than five hours from me.
1: Oh, well you just right around the corner and you're in Georgia, right?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm smack dab in the middle of Georgia. It takes me to get to Hartford, where Dustin lives or his family lives in Hartford yeah I think it takes me about three hours, three hours to get there three and a half, so he said it wasn't very much farther than that to get to uh to get to Gulf Shores from there,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Just leave early because it's Memorial Day weekend, and everybody in Mississippi, Alabama, everywhere come to Gulf Shores for Memorial Day, so y'all need to leave early if y'all gonna get down there so you're not in the traffic.
0: Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make myself super uncomfortable after this show because I'm going to post it as soon as we get done anyway. I'm going to make myself super uncomfortable. I'm going to do a live for a little bit, and I'm going to tell folks, hey, I found an Airbnb, and it's got room for six people, including myself. Five of y'all, if y'all want to go, we'll all go together. And it's going to have to be people that I've known that I've had conversations and shit with. I'm not going to take random people, but it being last minute, maybe there's some other people like me that need a weekend getaway. And if everybody will split it together, let's just all fucking have a weekend to where maybe other people, just like I said, need a weekend like I do. Just need a reset. And, you know, women, I have this thing too, and then we'll get off here. I'll tell you about this. I had this thing where I take pride in being, like, the big brother of the group. Women like being around me, and I have a very good reputation when it comes to women, not because of, like, being, like, I don't know how you put it, like, the ladies' man. I'm not the ladies' man. I'm very awkward, if you want to know the truth. Uh, I like being the guy that looks out for the ladies because I have a daughter. Like, Gracie is, like, my number one thing like my number one priority in the world. And I have this thing I think about all the time when I go out with women. It's where I like being around them. First off, men don't like me at all, unless we're actually already buddies before. Most men cannot fucking stand me. But women, they just need somebody to look after them sometimes. And they just need a buddy that's not going to try to sleep with them, not going to try to bother them. That No,
1: why do men not like you. Who the hell said that?
0: Uh, they don't like me. You can tell men don't like me.
1: Well, are you, are you like, intimidating or something? What's go- What are you doing to them?
0: Uh, I don't think I'm intimidating. I think I call them on their bullshit. I, I'll put it this way. When we was in Atlanta and I was around these girls, that like the girl from MTV and uh, the girls from TikTok and all this kind of stuff, whatever. I have a – I think I'm a fucking cowboy because I'm a farm kid, right? And I've got, like, that cowboy complex. Well, the Haley girl that's from Alabama, who's such a fucking sweetheart, she's about four foot nine at the most. And she's just as nice as she could damn be. She was minding her own business. And this big old son of a bitch was drunk as hell. There's only about 20 people in the bar at the time, so there's no excuse for him to run into her. He runs into her and he spills his beer all over, spills the beer all over the floor. And then he makes a very crude comment towards the girl. Well, me being me, I tell him, like in a nonviolent way, I was like, dude, apologize to her. That's the right thing to do. Then go get a fucking towel and clean up the mess, because this is where we're sitting. And he was like, I'm not fucking cleaning up this mess. And me being me. <laughs> and Tim- I, I made it. Well, he was bigger than me too, so it was bad. Like, but I was just the what I was dressed like. I told him, I said, don't let my shoes fool you right now because I had my Jordans on uh, because it was hot as hell. I said, don't let these Jordans fool you. I usually wear cowboy boots. You can't hide cowboy. And I said, go get a fucking rag and come clean up this mess and apologize to the ladies. And the girls that were with us, I did it in such a way to where the dude went and got a towel, cleaned up the mess. And it was like they'd never seen anybody. I didn't try to fight the dude. I didn't want to fight him. He was bigger than me. He might have beat my ass, to be honest with you. But I think that's the way you're supposed to handle stuff. And when I talk about shit like that, men usually are like, well, I wouldn't have done that. And then you get around me, and I do it in such a way to where I would rather you act right. And I, I think I hold people accountable, and I hold men accountable. And I remind them, this is somebody's daughter, man. You could have a daughter one day or this is your mama, or this is your grandmama, or this could be your future wife, you don't walk up to her, spill a beer on her, and then say, fuck you, because she doesn't want to talk to you or dance with you. It's not the way you treat a woman. My, my grandmama, you got used joking with me earlier about saying, ma'am, but I'm scared of my meemaw or my nanny hearing me not call you or any other woman ma'am coming down from heaven and beating my ass to this day. And I'm not scared of a man on this planet, but I'm scared of that happening. Like, that is the way that a woman is supposed to be treated. Now, I try to make amends for me being such a pig-headed and stubborn when I was younger. So I kind of overcompensate for it now. But I also believe the way cowboys had it, man, was right. You respect. And you you if you give respect, you'll earn respect. And... A woman is to be like cherished. They're, they're sacred. Like every, each and every one of y'all. You, my daughter could be in one of those situations one day, and there better be somebody like me standing right there taking care of her. And if I don't do that shit now, karma will bite me in the ass one day and something bad will happen to my baby. Yeah.
1: No, I, I totally understand what you're saying.
0: And that's why men, they don't fucking like.
1: Cause you intimidate
0: them. But I'm not, I don't think I'm intimidating though.
1: (laughs) No, no, you're not intent. The issue is this, is that whenever they see you being a type of man that they should be, then they feel like shit for it. And then they want to be an asshole to you. You know, people really forget that the only reason any of us are here is because of women. Without women in our uteruses, nobody would be here, but they seem to just be so damn disrespectful and not give a damn. But yeah, that's all it is. No, not intimidating them. You're just kind of showing them what they should be doing. So then they get mad about it. So
0: Well, I like, hope that's what it is. And Miss Ophelia, I just want to tell you, this was an absolute pleasure. And I appreciate you so much you, you give me some of your time. And uh I just absolutely love you. I'm I'm a I guess I'm a little taut now, I guess is whatever the hell you <laughs> called it. A little Tater Todd.
1: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And, and I appreciate the opportunity, um, you know, to be on the podcast and for you to let me talk and me listen to your stories and everything else. But no, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for any opportunity, especially to meet somebody new, um, you know, another Southerner for one, my favorites. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope you continue to do everything you want to do and that you are just happy and healthy and that Gracie continues to grow into this beautiful young woman. And I do wish that you would find somebody and settle down and get married. You're 34 now, honey, it's time. Okay. <laughs> Don't be <afraid. laughs> And so you're forty. Well, I don't have time for that. Okay, so you need to be working towards letting your guard down because if you don't let your guard down, you ain't never gonna get nobody. Don't. I'm gonna give you some advice before I leave. Are you listening? Yes, ma'am. Listen. Always remember that every person pertaining to women, every woman every woman that comes into your life is not going to hurt you like the last one did. So every time you meet a new one, you need to meet them with an open heart. Don't meet them with a closed heart. Then you might scare them off, okay? So not everybody's going to do those terrible things that other people did. Sometimes people are going to walk into your life and you least expect it and show you exactly what you've been missing this entire time. So don't close your eyes. You might miss one of them.
0: God damn it, affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Uh, if we run into each other, I want to run into you while we're at Gulf Shores this weekend and say, hey, get a picture. Now even that picture, just give you a hug. And uh, you got 5.8 million followers. I ought to be one good woman out here from the south. Don't make me travel <laughs> too down far. Maybe we, maybe we can find one on there.
1: Exactly. I will. I will. Listen, I have already been matchmaker on that account plenty of times. Okay. I got somebody getting married, I think, next February because I hooked him up through there. I will find you a good old southern woman. Okay, and have you married off by the time you hit 37. How about that?
0: I'll tell you what you get to work on that. And we'll see if it's in the good Lord's plans. Okay. All right, darling. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will catch y'all next time.